0: Good morning. morning. Um, It's only going to be a a minute, but um, me and Hannah and the kids went for a walk down Scabecum. Does anybody know Scabecum? Hands up. A few people do. Well, it's a lovely little beach. We probably don't go there in the summer because it's a nudist beach as well. So it's nice in the winter. Just along from Man Sands, along the coast, beautiful part of the coastline. Um, But we went down there for a lovely um, walk and. As you come down over the hill, you come down over a little hillock and there's a little bridge that crosses and then you go off to Scabbercombe. And there was 40 or so bin bags up against the fence and oil drums and everything. And we saw a bus up at the top, uh, I think it was Torbay uh, Boys School bus, but actually it was a scout. And what they did, um, so this was Saturday, they spent their morning cleaning the beach. So you can imagine, what is it, that area from the curtain to there? Piled up, looked horrific. Um, and I spoke to the chap and he said, we, yeah, we've done this all morning. The boys even went in swimming, so um, <laughs> it was freezing. But anyway, they'd done that and not even touched the beach, hardly touched anything. So we went on to the beach, and you're not aware of it until you see it. And we've heard it in the news, and, and I think in my lifetime, I'm 41, it, it's got so bad we walked onto the beach and everywhere was a piece of plastic. This is a beautiful little coastal beach, pieces of plastic everywhere. Rope, oil, drums, well there wasn't oil drums because they picked all of them up. And then I walked around the corner with the kids and it was breaking my heart, the fact that my children are growing up in this. We walked around the corner, there was a couple having lunch and they just had rubbish around them. And he said, I've looked at things, they've got French writing on. So it's, it's not just our country, but... But my point is, as Christians, our Father has given us this earth to look after. And it made me think, it was me personally, I could have taken a little bag down. And I've spoke to other people and they said they do take bags down and start to clean up. So as, as children of God, you know, like our kids, we ask them to tidy up. And it, it's nice to see them tidy up. And all right, it's not all our rubbish, but we are responsible. And, and one thing I thought, when we're doing this, the fact that I spoke to that man, somebody may come and speak to you and say, why are you doing this? Well, I believe that my father gave us this earth to look after. So it's a good testimony, but not only to for our children in the future. And I think people are more aware of it, but I just thought, Hannah's got a picture, if you want to see it, because I think a picture speaks a thousand words, as they say. And it really does make you... It, 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 both me and Hannah literally did feel really upset about what's going on. We're not environmentally tight people, but... It's just such a shame to see on a beautiful coastal beach, rubbish everywhere. And it, it, it literally was everywhere. It wasn't just little bits here and there. Did you know that the amount of plastic in the world's oceans is five times the size of France? And as we know, France, I've cycled through France and it's vast. So I think as Christians, as children of God... Maybe we should start making a difference and leading from the front because it's a, there's a lot of people that are doing it that really, you know, what are they doing it for? But we know something better. So anyway, that was just to bring it to the front because until I saw that, I didn't really take it. You see it on the TV, but you don't appreciate the, the mass of it. So next time you go down the beach... And I think our general beaches, they must look after, but that brings their money in, doesn't it? But the little coastal beaches, just take a little plastic bag, you know, a baby nappy bag or anything. And to be honest, chuck it in the rubbish of the council, because really they should be doing the stuff, but they're not going to. So anyway, that was just a side point. Um, And I'll just pray for Jonathan now. Um, If you come up, Jonathan, I'll... Dear Lord God, we just thank you that you've created such a beautiful world for us um, and we do take it for granted. We, we sometimes think, oh, somebody else has sought it out. But uh, you have given us this beautiful land, um, the beautiful sea that our children enjoy and future generations should enjoy. Um, we just pray for Jonathan now is that as he speaks to us, we realize that we are your children and uh, that we should take care of what you've given us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Nice to see you all. I may look a lit. T- Do I look tired? Or oh, thanks. That's nice. Well, Ezra slept 8 p.m. till 5 a.m. last night, which I amazing, amazing. But I feel really tired, <laughs> which is- shouldn't shouldn't be right, should it? No, I wasn't. Gemma <laughs> was laid awake worrying, but I wasn't. I was fast asleep. But it's amazing, isn't it, how much rubbish we do throw away. Um, and I'm constantly emptying the bins nearly every day, probably mainly nappies, but... Um, it's just so much, isn't there? So much... And some of it we can recycle, cardboard, everything like that, but yeah, it just accumulates, doesn't it, so much. And that's sort of the world we live in, isn't it, and how can we help is the... C- cutting down our rubbish It's, it's the one, but... Huh. Morning, everybody. Nice to see you all. Um, we're going to look at God's Word this morning, um, looking at a passage in Matthew. Not Matthew, Luke, sorry. Um, and as I was thinking about what to say this morning, um, suddenly, as it's the, the last um, Sunday of this this year, 2018, I can't believe where the, where the year's gone. Um, I was really thinking about sort of talking about sort of past, present, and, and future, and certainly sort of Hebrews 13 came to mind. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When I was um, preparing for this message this morning, I was just looking at different um, commentaries online, and I came across this, and I thought I'd just read it as it as it was because it's, it's a it's a it's a great in- introduction to what I want to speak about, and. And certainly on that, that theme of Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever." So it says this. It says, do you, ever, "Do you ever feel like the world is shifting and swirling so fast that it is different from one day to the next? It is simply a fact that we live in an age when everything seems to be changing before our eyes. In fact, technology developed so quickly that if I listed devices that represent the new technology today, whatever I wrote down would be outdated before. This book was printed. Not only have have we technologies changing quickly, but we also have uh, seen politics and political parties, national and international boundaries and currencies change, and the list goes on. And in the midst of this climate of sweeping changes that the world is caught up in, scores of people have, have been swept into a seismic shift in core biblical values and morals, even concerning the most basic tenets of faith. These changes are occurring at an alarming rate, but we should not be surprised by it because the Holy Spirit warned us 2,000 years ago in advance that, we, that this would occur in the very last, last part of the last days. Perhaps the shock we feel is that so many are abandoning former, former, former positions of faith to embrace new ones that we seem to be in, su- seems, seems to be in such lightning speed. So in the midst of this ever-changing environment, it's good to remember that one thing never changes, and that is Jesus Christ. He is in the past exactly who he is in the present and precisely who he is forever. So that's why we come back to that passage in Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. So really sort of thinking about that verse this morning, but also coming on to this passage thinking about our past, our present, where we are today, and also thinking maybe into 2019 and, and, and what lies in the future. So do you, do you think about your past and your present and your future much, or do we just get up and, and take what life has before us on that, on that particular day? Many things have probably happened to us in the past or last year or, or yesterday. Can, can we remember what we did yesterday? Um, what am I doing tomorrow? Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think what, what, ha, what has God, God got in, in store for us as a church or in store for you as individuals in 2019? So in all things, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will, he will always be with you. And that is a promise that we read in God's word. And I'm sure many of you can can shine a testament on that, that, that he is always there with you. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 2 this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, it would be great to follow along, but it's also on the screen. Uh, Luke chapter chapter 2, verses 22 to 35. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord... and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and the sword will pierce your own soul too. Let's pray again. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we can read it in this church here in Painton. Help us to, again, to never take that for granted, that we can have your, your, your story of, of, of your, your love for, for mankind, your, your history of how you've um, dealt with all different issues. But we thank you, Lord, that we have your word in front of us. And I pray now, Lord, as, the, as I speak, Pray, Lord, that it's not my words, Lord, that these are words from you that will encourage myself and everybody in this in this room this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're gonna look at um first looking at, at past. So looking certainly at verses twenty-five to twenty-six, if JJ you could put it on the, the screen, please. Thank you. So Simeon um it's a, it's a very well known passage this morning, but Simeon is mentioned nowhere else in Scripture. This is where we, we see the, the account of, of this man. Um, before this time in Luke, we see that Jesus is born, angels announcing Jesus' birth, the shepherds visiting Jesus. So, certainly, we've been through this over the past um, couple of weeks with the, with the Christmas story. But now Jesus is brought to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And we've seen that many times in this church, haven't we? Seen children being dedicated to the Lord. So the dedication of the firstborn son is required by law. Exodus 13 says this, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever, whatever opens the womb among the, the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. And we certainly know that children are a, a gift from God. Sometimes at home we may, not, we may struggle. <laughs> um, parents that have got young children... Um, it's a challenge, isn't it? but we know that they are certainly a gift from God, and they bring joy and, and, and um, yeah, they bring joy, joy to the home, don't they, and, and laughter. But we come on to Simmons, he was a, a devout man, it says in, in this passage this morning. But thinking of, of, of past, thinking of things in the past, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before, before he'd seen. The Lord's Messiah. What an amazing promise. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Messiah. So, what Simeon was waiting for was for God to fulfill his promises. Simeon knew the Old Testament and he knew that that he would see the Lord's Messiah. So, before the birth of Jesus Christ, there was a hope, a, a confidence in the coming Messiah. His advent, the Messiah is coming. Throughout the Old Testament, there are prophecies prophecies concerning the Savior. And a few of them I'm going to list off now. But the first promise is found in in Genesis chapter 3, where God cursed Satan. He said, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Deuteronomy 18, Moses is coming to the end of his life. He tells those who have followed him in the wilderness that the Lord God will raise up for you a a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. Isaiah 7. Some very familiar passages that we look at this time of the year. year. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will give birth to a child and you will give him the name, uh, give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel. Micah 5. We go on, don't we? But you... Bethlehem, through you are small among the clans of Judah. Out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. So we see Jesus being prophesied all through Scripture. So these are just a sampling of, of God's promises to his people. But from our viewpoint point looking back back, it is hope from the past. We can stand on God's promises of the past and look back at how God has led us, has guided us. I'm sure many of us in, our, in, the, in the room this morning can can can, shine, can see a, you know, certainly a testament about that, about God's promises, about how he's led and guided you to the, to the next step. Can you think of ways that God has helped you and been near you in the past? Do you take that for granted? We can always refer to the Bible and... Certainly written in the past, we know that. But it encourages us in the the present, doesn't it? It provides and provides for his people. So we can see that God has led his people in God's word. So certainly in Exodus, so despite the the, the moaning, the, the sin, that God still led his people, he still loved his people, and he still provides for his people. We can see in the past that God, how compassionate God is, how gracious God is, how forgiving God is. We also, but we also come to him in reverence and fear. Certainly in, in the Gospels it goes into a lot of the I am sayings. I am passages. I am about Jesus. I am the bread of life. I am the, the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I am the, tr- the way, the truth and the life. In Psalm, it, goes, it talks many, many times about that God is our refuge, our stronghold. His faithfulness never ends. His mercies are new every morning. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. So we, so we see that, that, that God's word was written many, many years ago, but how encouraging is that? How encouraging is it when we, when we can pick up our, our, our holy living word and be encouraged by God to say that his faithfulness never ends? His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He loves you this morning, and his love is steadfast. never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means he loves you yesterday, today, and forever. And we can make up with that that feeling that that he is always there with us, even though we, we do things wrong. He is a forgiving God. He is a compassionate God. And certainly when we, when we preach the good news of salvation, we can say that he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Nobody except through Jesus Christ. And we can all sit here this morning. We know that we, we love God and we follow him because of what Jesus Christ has done for each one of us, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nothing that I can do to, to gain salvation, nothing I can do to get into heaven, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the bread of life. He provides for us. So we can be, enc- so much, we can be encouraged by the past writings of, of, of God's word. But how, how important is it, is it for us in the present to go through life, to, to go through our ups and our downs, our joys, our sorrows, the difficult times? We can go back to God's word and be encouraged by it, encouraged that he is always there with us. And encouraged by the different stories that we read in his word. The accounts, the true life accounts of how God never left his people. He will never leave you or forsake you. So amazing, encouraging words from God's word. I'm going to carry on. Um, so we're going to look at past. We're going to look at the present now. Um, verses 27 to 33. I'll, I'll read them out as a reminder. Verses 27 to 33. Moved by the Spirit, so this is Simeon, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do, um, when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, you have promised, as you have promised, you, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, to the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. So so really two key verses that I've uh, picked out of this passage this morning. One is verse 30. For my eyes have seen your salvation. And verse 33 Joseph and his mother marveled at the things that were spoken of him. So Simeon saw the one who would be the salvation of the world. And over the past weeks, we've seen stories of of accounts of how Jesus was born in Bethlehem and who came uh, to worship. But Simeon at this point saw who would become the salvation of the world. And certainly, Mary, it was promised to her as well, so that Jesus would, would, would save, you know, save the sins of the people. But my first question, really, this morning is have you seen who will be the salvation of the world? Do you, do you follow Jesus Christ as your personal Saviour? When Jesus returns, will you be with Him in glory forever? That's a choice that we, we all have, some of us have made. Um, but I'm not sure if, if all of us have made that choice this morning. Maybe 20, going into 2019 is a time for you to, to recommit your life to Jesus Christ or to commit your life to him for the first time. Have you seen the person, Jesus Christ, who is the, will be, who is the salvation of the world, born in Bethlehem but born to die on the cross for each one of us? But the second point, really, is, is verse 33. Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And so I've just picked out that word marvel. So do you marvel at the great and wonderful deeds of the Lord? So I've spoken about the, the past, the past writings of God's word and, and how he is faithful, he is just, he, his mercies are new every morning. But do we get up and, and, and go through the mundane of, of maybe normal life, get up and go to work or and, and, and do whatever you all do each day? But do we wake up in, in that sense that we, of marvel, of, of, of marvel of the great and wonderful deeds of the Lord? The King James Version Dictionary says this about the word marvel. It says, a wonder, that that which arrests the attention and causes a person to stand or gaze or to pause. The word is nearly obsolete, or at least little used in elegant writings. We see it in certain films, because certain films are made by a company called Marvel. But do we use that in our, in our language? Do we, do we marvel at the great and wonderful deeds of the Lord? Do we, does it arrest our attention does it stop us in our tracks? Does it cause us to stand, to gaze, to to worship? I know Ray last week talked a lot about about worship. Do we pause and think? Do we pause and worship? Do we pause wherever we are? Do we do we sing worship songs in the car on the way to work, or do we spend time alone, just praising and worship worshiping our living God? Do we wander? Do we do we stand before him in admiration do you pause do you stop and that's difficult isn't it it's difficult to stop in this day and age in the, in, the, in the lives that we lead sometimes it is difficult to to stop and and, and do nothing certainly for myself at home it's uh chaotic <laughs> um and even to get a moment on your own is very very difficult but What is amazing in that is that God understands, doesn't He? God understands our individual circumstances. And, you know, children are a gift from God. But part of life, isn't it? Part of life is about bringing up children, bringing up the way they should go. And that is sometimes part of our worship, of how we bring our children up, bring our children up in the way they should go, read Bible passages to them. What, you know, what personally, what what we do with Gideon every night is that we sing we don't sing nursery rhymes, we sing worship songs to him, so every night we sing amazing grace, we sing bless the Lord, we sing cornerstone, and he sings along, which is amazing um not so much in key but um but yeah it's just ins- and that and that is part of worship isn't it when when my when I'm talking personally but when you know when my son is going down to sleep i'm singing you know my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood. And righteousness. And yeah, it's just a, an amazing time in, in life. Um, but yeah, do you pause? Do you stop? Do you listen to God? So we're going to, um, as part of this, this um, second point, we're just going to um, stop and, and listen to a, a YouTube clip. Thank you, JJ. I primed him. So we're going to listen to a, um, a short... Wait a minute, Sorry. Uh, we're going to listen to a, um a short youtube clip um it, some of you may know this song it's it's a hill song called um what a, um what a beautiful name um and it is it's time for us to stop to to pause to listen uh, to gaze in wonder um if you and and this morning you can do what you like if you want to close your eyes and listen if you want to look at the screen if you want if you know it you can very welcome to, to sing along and it's just a A bit of time just to to stop and uh, gaze in wonder and marvel at the great and wonderful deeds of the Lord. Let's pray just a minute. Lord, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. And that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord what a beautiful name it is we thank you Lord Jesus that whoever calls on the name of the Lord whoever calls on your name will be saved what a powerful name it is help us Lord to to stand to to gaze to to wonder to marvel at your great and, and wonderful deeds The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, we're going to go on to the final um, point this morning, looking at at future, um, verses 34 to 35. So it says this, Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So in the final two verses of this passage, we see Simeon speaks of events yet to come. Speaking, possibly mainly mainly to Mary, but certainly about the things that will be revealed in one part it says this: "It says a sword will pierce your own soul too," directed to Mary, and certainly a prophecy of about Christ's coming crucifixion on the cross for Calvary. No parent should should ever witness the death of their own child. This was to, for Mary to be the most tragic event in her life, but as we see, the greatest event for mankind that God send his only son to die on the cross for each of us. And suddenly every week, maybe in the morning or in the evening, we, we, we remember, we come round the, the communion table and, and, and think about what, what Jesus has done. But can we really take that in in our human minds about a death, Jesus' death on a cross? And Mary witnessed all this, but would be the greatest event for mankind, that, he would, that Jesus would save the sins of his people. One of the most well-known prophecies is in Isaiah 53. Um, part of it says this. It says, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the Lord laid all our sin, all our everything we've done, on him. But by his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, we can be here this morning forgiven. We can stand at the cross and be forgiven at the cross. So the prophet described a servant being punished for the the sins of others and that others will be healed by the sins of that, by the wounds of that person. So Simeon before him saw this this child, saw this child before him and, and knew this was Jesus Christ, the son of God. So finally, as we um, come to a close this morning, we can have hope in the future. There are other prophecies that haven't been fulfilled yet. Daniel 2 says that in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another, another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them down to an end but it will will itself endure forever. God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And we look forward to a day when Christ returns and takes those who acknowledge him as Lord and Savior to heaven to be with him forever. There's a passage in in 1 Corinthians, fairly lengthy, but I will read it. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Simeon, in this passage, saw the child who would become the saviour of the world. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Nothing of of what I or, or any of us can achieve. Jesus Christ gives us the victory. And what do we do in response? Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord your God, knowing that the, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain so that 's our response isn 't it oh sting where where is your victory that, that that we have the victory through jesus christ but in in response, we have a passion, a, a passion for him to do, to do his work, to be steadfast, to be immovable, to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. And in the last chapter of Revelation, it says, look, I'm coming soon. So we are waiting for the Messiah, aren't we? We are waiting for, for Jesus coming back again. And this is our future hope. Um, my mum and I went to a, uh, a non-Christian funeral, didn't we, a few months, well, a couple of months ago, maybe. And it's amazing. I don't know how many people have been to, to both Christian and non-Christian funerals, but it was at the crematorium, and um, we walked out, and we just could not believe it. Um, so the person leading it was... You don't know Mummy saying this, do you? No. Um, we, the, the, the person leading it was, say, was saying... Go with the wind and, and, and the stars. And, and people, as, as we walked out, people were saying, oh, that was a, that was a lovely service. And me and mum, Jackie, um, and, and I, we just, we just like hadn't, there was just no hope. And then you go to a, a Christian funeral and we have, we have hope in our, in our future that we will see our loved ones again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I never cry. Well <laughs> only here, only here. but you know God well, sorry, I can't even speak now. Even as Christians, we have we have a hope in the future, don't we? But we still grieve. We still struggle when when loved ones pass. Loved ones go to glory before us, and what an amazing time! Um, but we have an amazing hope that we will one day be with Christ forever. But also, our loved ones are there, which is an amazing promise of Christ, isn't it? That we have the victory through Jesus Christ, and that one day we'll be in glory with Him. And of a, of a perfect world, not all this rubbish that um, Justin was talking about, but a perfect world, but mainly worshipping him, to marvel at Christ and what, in his marvellous and wonderful deeds. Sorry for crying. Okay. So in our, fu- in our future, Jesus Christ is, is coming back. Just like Simeon was watching, we are waiting for the second advent, for Jesus Christ coming back again and taking those who love him with him. A time that he's coming back, he's not coming as as the lamb to the slaughter. He's coming back to establish his throne and his kingdom that will be without end, no end to his kingdom, an everlasting kingdom, and we, as his children, will reign with him forever. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that absolutely amazing? So we can think about our past, we can think about where we are today. But it's amazing that Christ, out of nothing that, that any of us can do or achieve, all our, all our sinfulness, but he's coming back and we will reign with him forever. Wow, and reign with him forever. So we've looked at our past, our present, our future this morning. Very much our future is in, in God's hands. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen Today or, the rest of today or, or tomorrow. But it's good to look back at our past, isn't it? It's good to look back at how God has been with us, how we have his word that we can look back. And we can learn from that. But maybe there are things um, this morning that you regret about your past, maybe achievements that you didn't do, or you didn't speak up for God, maybe, or whatever is on your heart this morning, maybe there is something that you regret that affects you, Here and now. Maybe it affects you today or affects where you will be in the future, in twenty nineteen. But we can bring those to God, can't we? In any walk of life, in any circumstance of life, that we can pray to him wherever we are, in our in our room at home, in our in our car. We can come to him with all our worries, our anxieties maybe, all our regrets, all our sorrows. And He is a a forgiving God who will will guide us on to the to the next step. No one's perfect. We knew that you know Jesus Christ is the only perfect person. But we have Him to guide us, to help us through these things. So really my prayer is 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 for each of us to go into twenty nineteen with our hearts cleansed, a renewed passion for Him. A renewed passion for God. And to serve him wholeheartedly. We have the victory through Jesus Christ. So we have to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And An old song we, we often sing is, I'll trust the God of miracles. Give to him my all. And why don't we give him, give him our all? He is the... He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God of the of the future. He knows what's in store for each one of us. I'll trust the God of miracles. Give to him my all. Have you given him your all this morning? Is he, is he your Lord and your Savior? I'll trust the God of miracles. Give to him my all. Let's pray. Father, in the midst of this ever-changing world environment, we are thankful that Jesus Christ never changes. He was in the past exactly who he is in the present, and precisely who he is and will be forever. Lord, we are in awe of your unchanging love and your unending mercy. In a society that is morally, politically, and economically shifting, we boldly proclaim, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Truly all other ground is sinking sand. Help us, Holy Spirit, to stand strong for you, no matter who around us may abandon their position of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to stand and sing our closing song this morning. Thank you. Yesterday, today, and forever. Everlasting God, the years go by, but you're unchanging. In this fragile world, you're the only firm foundation. Always loving, always true, always merciful, always good. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. When I talked about um, funerals, I I went off my notes, and so that will teach me for doing something different. But let's pray, Lord. We thank you for this morning. Thank you for the time we've had to to praise, to worship, to to think about um, you in, in in your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is so encouraging to us, Lord. We can see your hand on all different parts of our lives and the promises within your word that you are the true vine, the resurrection the life. You your mercies are new every morning. But we thank you, Lord, that you're not just the God of the, the past and present, but also God of the future. I'll trust the God of miracles. Give to him my all. Help us, Lord, this year, 2019, to have a renewed passion, a renewed um, passion for you. And that we will give our all to you. To be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, again for your love, for your forgiveness, and for your, your unending love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.